0: Good morning, church. It's so good to be with you this morning. As you know, this has been a crazy, crazy weather week. We've had rain, we've had sun, and believe it or not, we've had snow. I'm so thankful that God is in control of the weather and that he is also wanting to be in charge of your life. Today we're going to be talking about the Good Shepherd. But before we get into the message, let's worship through song as a congregation. Shining I'm so thankful that we can worship together through music music speaks to my heart so immensely will you bow with me and pray God we thank you for this day we thank you for the many many blessings that you give us we are so thankful that you are our good shepherd as we speak about that this morning father I pray that our hearts our minds will be open to what you have for us, that we can forget about all other distractions just for a few moments and focus solely on you. God, my prayer is that you speak to the hearts that need to be spoken to, that you would comfort the ones that need to be comforted, and that you would forgive those who need to be forgiven. We ask all of this in the matchless name of Jesus, our Savior, amen. Amen. We're going to worship together in another song right before we get into our message. So please prepare your hearts for worship as we sing this congregational song. jump right into our sermon this morning I'm really excited about it I love talking about Jesus I love how much he loves me and loves you our scripture focus today comes from the book of John that's in the New Testament we'll be focusing on John chapter 10 verses 11 through 18 If you have your Bibles or your phone or your tablet or whatever device you use, I'd ask you to turn to John 10, 11 through 18. I'll be reading from the New International Version. The word of the Lord says this, John 10, 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This command I received from my Father. Amen. I heard a story about two men who were asked to read Psalm 23. Very familiar scripture to some, maybe not so familiar to others. It's the scriptures that starts, The Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. The first one who was versed in public speaking stood in front of the crowd and and he started reading. He read with so much voice, so much passion, so much technical perfection. It was as if the audience was listening to a drama on the radio. He knew when to pause, when to read faster, when to soften his voice, and when to speak louder. In short, he read the passage very, very well. And the people gave him a standing ovation when he finished. Then came the second man's turn. He stood in front of the crowd and he started reading. But unlike the first man, he had no background in public speaking whatsoever. I can imagine that he was very nervous as he got up in front of that crowd because he just stood there and he read the, he read the passage. He read the psalm. He read it calmly, but with a deep, deep emotion. After he read, no one applauded. Everyone was just silent and deep in thought. After a short while of silence, the first man stood up and said to the crowd, Do you know how the two of us differ? He said, I, I know the psalm. But this man, this man, he knows the shepherd. I'm going to say that again. The first man who read so eloquently, he knew the psalm. But the second man who stood in humble adoration of Jesus, he knows the shepherd. Now I've heard of a certain pastor, and to many, pastors are the ones who are well-versed in the Bible, the ones who use the word of God to encourage others, the ones who stand strong even in the midst of hardship in their own life. They're the ones who have the strongest faith or the ones who have the never give up on life attitude. But I found out that this pastor that I had heard about recently thought of giving up. That's right, they recently thought about giving up. Maybe it was because of an overwhelming trial. The pastor came to a point when, yes, to them the Bible was still an everyday companion. But, unlike before, the words became empty and lifeless. So the pastor would read, but they wouldn't feel anything. Our passage today from the book of John talks about the good shepherd. And I would like all of us, including myself, to reflect and ask ourselves, do we know the shepherd? And I'm not talking about knowing the shepherd in our head. I'm talking about knowing the shepherd in our heart. One way to find out if you really do know the good shepherd is to assess your own life. Does it reflect who the good shepherd is? Can we say that the good shepherd is Jesus? Can we all agree with that? It's a good starting point that he's the second member of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We can live our lives as a definition of who the Good Shepherd is. Today's passage was characteristics of the Good Shepherds that we can see. And in response to those characteristics, how do we see our own lives? If we are claiming that we are one of his sheep the ones who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ our life should reflect that first I'd like to talk about how a characteristic of the Good Shepherd is selflessness according to what I read and study about sheep commentators and shepherds have said that sheep are prone to danger they don't have the capacity or the ability to defend themselves from wild animals they're not smart enough to do that on their own they can not save themselves from those who would attack them they are helpless So a shepherd, who is a good shepherd, will never let his sheep get attacked by stronger animals. He would rather get hurt or even be killed for the sake of his sheep. Now this reminds me a little bit of humankind. We were on the verge of death because of our bondage to sin. If there was no one to defend us, we would not be able to defend ourselves from hell. But the selfless act of Jesus Christ on the cross set us free. The danger would have come chasing after us instead. The Good Shepherd repeats these words Three times saying, I lay down my life for the sheep. He selflessly sacrificed himself for our salvation. Can we say and all agree that that was a selfless act? I think we can. I think we're all on the same page there. He never asked us to pay anything in return. He was willing to lay down his life for all of us. Now, what does that characteristic of the good shepherd mean for the sheep? Well, because of the selflessness of the shepherd, sheep can have hope. Those who are claiming to know the Good Shepherd should reflect a full life of hope. Now, something in my family that we always find a little funny is my mother-in-law loved Eeyore. And when my husband was having a bad day or when one of my kids would start complaining, she would always say, don't be like Eeyore. And when I was writing this sermon, that's the only thing that kept coming through my head was my mother-in-law. So those are some of her words of wisdom. Be hopeful, don't be like Eeyore. Secondly, the good shepherd is relational. Now, if we would ask our president of this great country for a conversation over a cup of tea or coffee, do you think that they would agree And if they ever would agree, do you think that you could talk to them and pour out all of your emotions, then expect them to show some care for you in return? We may think that yes, the president of our country does care for us since we are citizens of the United States of America, the country they're leading, but I think our relationship with them would be nothing more than that. Being the president of our country, them, and being citizens, us. Well, the Good Shepherd is not like that at all. Hallelujah. He cares for you and he cares for me. Because of his selfless sacrifice, there was a broken relationship that was mended. Let me say that again. Because of Jesus' selfless sacrifice, there was a relationship that had been broken that was now mended. Relationship that was once cut because of our sins is now put back together. He is the good shepherd who wants a relationship with you and you, and you, and everyone. He wants that relationship. In verse 14, Jesus says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. He is watching us, and he is waiting to hear us. I saw a video one time of a class who had gone to a field where there were sheep out in the field. And the teacher of this class, teachers, kudos to you. This teacher said, try calling the sheep. So student went up one at a time. Here, sheep, here, sheep. La, 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 sheep, sheep. The sheep kept grazing, ignoring every single one of them. He said, let me try this. The shepherd came up. The shepherd did a call. And all of these thousands of sheep started running towards the voice of the shepherd. Again, in John eleven fourteen, the scripture says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So what does this mean for the sheep? Because the shepherd is relational, the sheep can converse with him. Whatever you are going through right now, at this very moment, the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to talk to him. When there is a relationship, communication is necessary. Now, those who know me know that I love to talk. And when something's bothering me, or when something's on my mind, I have to talk about it to somebody. My poor husband will be lying in bed, trying to go to sleep, and I'll just yak, 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 yak about something in my day that I have to process. I like to talk. Now, sometimes I don't like to hear what he has to say back to me. Because sometimes I get defensive. But communication is necessary in any relationship. Relationships with my children. No, you can't do that. Why? Even them being teenagers, they would ask, why, Mom? Why can't I do that? Because I said so didn't work any longer. I'll be honest with you. But Jesus always wants you to talk to him so talk to him friends god listens to us god knows us he even knows the number of hair on your head and he knows every single detail of what is happening to you right now tomorrow and forever more most importantly sacrificing his son for your sake means that you are important to him tell him everything that you feel he should be the one you are closest to he should be the first one that you run to when you need to talk to someone tell him about your struggles and your family tell him about the struggles at your job Tell him about every single struggle you have within you, as well as all the decisions. Talk to him. In other words, friends, pray. Pray, pray. There's power in prayer. So as sheep of the good shepherd, who is relational, Do we find ourselves depending on our relationships with him through conversations, through prayer? How true is it to your life that God wants a deeper relationship with you? Lastly, the good shepherd is a good keeper. I also read that shepherds in ancient time would sleep in front of the pen's door. This is to make sure that the sheep are safe. The good shepherd keeps the sheep away from danger. Now this is going to age me a little bit. I will admit it, I'm getting older. But this reminded me of when you see a man and a lady walking on the street. The man, if he's a gentleman, We'll have you on the inside and he will be closest to the curb. Now, not so much anymore, but a little history lesson. This was to keep the ladies dry from the horses splashing water or the cars splashing water or whatever the case may be. And I'll tell you what, ladies, when I see this, it just makes me smile even to this day. So back in ancient times, the shepherd would sleep in front of the pen's door to keep the sheep safe and away from danger. Now, who of you have been on an airplane? My family's going to laugh when they hear this, but I personally feel like getting into a plane imposes a great threat on my life. I see my family laughing and it's okay. Now, I understand that planes have safety gear like like seat belts and whatever other devices there might be to ensure your safety so that you will not fall out of the airplane, right? When you're hitting turbulence, when you're in a storm, or whatever the case may be. However, even though All of those safety gears are wrapped around you, and all of the precautions are made on an airplane. The flight path is already set. The airways are clear. It's still horrifying to me. I'm going to go a little farther and say, even when I see an airplane in the sky too low, my heart starts to race and I can't look up and it's just a big mess. It very well almost puts me into a panic attack. Yet, you still feel safe because you know your safety is entrusted by that seat belt that's buckled all around you and all the safety gear and procedures are put into place in life we face so many threats every day especially in the society that we live in today but we face threats of our finances We face threats in our family relationships. Marriages break up every day. The divorce rate, last time I looked, was 53%. 53% of marriages end in a divorce. We personally know somebody right now who is going through a divorce, and it breaks my heart. Children and parents are fighting all the time. And I'll admit, sometimes in the Smith House, There are children and parents fighting. In our jobs, we don't get along with people. And in all aspects of our life, there might be turmoil. Having a shepherd to sleep in front of the door of the pen does not mean that the ferocious animals will stop attacking the sheep. Just as like how we cannot assure a life that is without any threats, without any pain, without any suffering, when we are under the care of the Good Shepherd. We are still not exempt to the threats of life. Most of us experience these kind of threats or have in our life. But despite the danger Knowing that our good shepherd is a good keeper, how should we as sheep respond? Because the shepherd is a good keeper, the sheep can depend on him. Amen and amen. The sheep can depend on him. Without us knowing, the enemy is already using our hearts tears and struggles to destroy our relationships with the Lord sometimes because of too much fear and anxiety we are making our own moves as to how we can escape and we make moves depending only to ourselves looking at only what we can do It's the I syndrome. I can do it. I don't need your help. So what happens? After a while, we just give up altogether. I'm done with this. I've had enough. We give up on our family. We give up on our marriage. We give up on our job. We give up on ourselves. And sometimes, far too often, people give up on their very lives and they try or they succeed to take it we tend to forget so easily that we depend on the good shepherd for every aspect of our lives and we don't depend on ourselves for anything The Lord is reminding us this today. Hold on and depend on me, not of your own. Depend on my faithfulness, says the Lord, and not on the lies of this world. Now as sheep, do we find ourselves always depending on the good shepherd? no way i'm guilty i'll be the first to say guilty we have to come to the realization that knowing the good shepherd entitles a response from his sheep we said that because of the shepherd being selfless the sheep can have hope because the shepherd is relational the sheep can converse with him Because the shepherd is a good keeper, the sheep can depend on him. Every single characteristic of the good shepherd should reflect in the lives of his sheep. After we have been reminded by all these things today, I would ask you again, do you know the good shepherd? God is good indeed. Amen? When that time came, when I was on the verge of a cliff, about to fall like a sheep would without a shepherd, God pulled me in close and reminded me of who he is. Just as like he is reminding you all today through this very message. The Lord is the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. The good shepherd who wants you to talk to him, the good shepherd who keeps his sheep under his care. If you claim to know the good shepherd and that you are one of his sheep, go out, live your life with hope, depending on deepening your relationship with him and depending on him alone. Amen. And God bless you. let's pray father we thank you for your word we thank you that you are the good shepherd may the words that have been spoken this morning touch someone's life father I pray that our relationship deepens with you thank you for being the good shepherds in our life
1: in Jesus name Amen